Blog Talk Radio. You know, church has become so commercial until we have gotten away from its true purpose. It has become such big business until we allow people to operate and function as long as they have something to bring to the table. People are now more concerned about recording and living in life of the rich and famous rather than knowing Jesus. For the true purpose of the church is soul business, not big business. I don't know about you, but I would rather have nothing and no Jesus than to have everything and not know Jesus. You need to confess it today. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Light of Portland broadcast with Pastor Kimberly Black from Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church in Portland, Oregon. Do you know Jesus? Did you know he could live in your heart if you invite him in? the next song you hear prepare to be blessed of the Lord prepare for a move of Holy Spirit prepare to know Jesus in your heart
this time I want y'all to help us do it. Lift your hands in this atmosphere. Have done. Look at him and tell him, yes, yes I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the victory the that we've won. Tell him I could go on and on. I could go on and on and on. About your works. About your works. Because I'm grateful. Praise you, Lord. Lift your hands and say, flowing from my heart.
Amen. Praise the Lord. Are there any grateful folks on the line today? Hallelujah. I hope that you are saying I'm grateful, uh, not just because we've celebrated Thanksgiving, but because God has been so good. He's been so great. He's been so kind. He woke us up this morning. He closed us in our right mind. He gave us the activities of our limbs, and he is good to us. He put breath in our bodies. Yes. And we are grateful. Good evening and welcome to the light of Portland. I am your host, Pastor Kimberly Black. That was one of my favorite songs, Grateful by uh, Bishop Hezekiah Walker. And we are just grateful tonight. I don't know about you, but I've been able to spend some quality time with family and able to spend some quality time with myself. Amen. And I'm grateful on tonight. I'm just grateful. And I hope you're grateful too. Uh, we are, are in store for a treat tonight. We have our very own Pastor J.W. Friday with us tonight to proclaim the word, and I'm excited. Every every time I get a chance to hear him preach, uh, it just does something to my spirit because he is excited about the word of God. And anytime the preacher is excited about the word of God, it helps me get more excited about my love relationship with the Lord and my wanting to study the word of God more and, and, and make me want to get closer to the Lord. You say, well, you are a pastor. Oh, yeah, pastors need encouraging too. Pastors need a word from the Lord too. And so um, I'm honored tonight to have Pastor J.W. Friday on with us tonight to, to um, bring forth the word of God. And we're going to just um, make a few announcements and we're going to um, be uh, have prayer. Brother Hart is on the line with us tonight. Brother Hart, if you can press one, um, I'll know which one you are. After we have um, our announcements, we will go into prayer. Amen. Thank you, Brother Hart. Following prayer, we will be ready to receive a word from the Lord. We're going to have prayer, a song, and then a word from the Lord. I want you to know anybody that has children, St. Paul Missionary Baptist Church will be doing a toy giveaway, and that will be on December the 17th. So if you um, have children and you would like to um, get a donation for your children, your grandchildren, please go by... <coughs> excuse me, go by St. Paul Missionary Baptist Church and be a part of their toy drive on the 17th of December. And it will start at um, 11 o'clock a.m. And Vancouver, St. Paul is located at 8101 North 5th Avenue. 8101 North 5th Avenue. And so we're hoping and praying that you will be able to um, partake in that event to get toys for your children. Um, want to continue to um, keep everyone lifted up in prayer, all of those that are sick, those that are grieving. Um, we just want to ask God's will to be done in their lives. Um, here in Oregon, Portland, 
Uh, we've had over 93 homicides uh, this year, and the year is not over yet. And we're just praying for our young people. We're praying for those that have violent tendencies, violent thoughts, violent behavior. Um, we know all of this is just the enemy doing his his work, and it's time for the body of Christ to get on the front line where we can pray and we can seek God's face for help, strength, and peace as we deal with this pandemic, not only the pandemic of sickness, but this pandemic of guns and violence. We know that there was a mass shooting um, in Idaho, a mass shooting in Virginia, and then um, the other day, um, the shooting at Walmart and at the place where it was is just escaping my mind right now. But there's been so many. And so we want to continue to pray for our cities, pray for our leaders, pray for our state, pray for our nation. I do have one final announcement. That is Black Nativity by Langston Hughes, directed by Jerry Foster. This is a holiday classic by the poet and playwright Langston Hughes. It returns to the Portland stage. Presented by Passing Arts, a theater company, this soul-stirring gospel song play features traditional carols sung in a gospel style with dance, performances, and storytelling. Among the cast are Kimberly Black, Johanna Jovan Carter, Terry Kaysen, Quante Cole, Trinell Doyle, Adelia Gibson, Alea Johnson, Johanna Jones, Letitia McFarland, Dr. Jermichael Riley is the musical director, Zara Williams, Rave Smith, Kenneth Demo, and Nia O'Connor. We want to invite you to come out to the Black Nativity. Uh, show begins December the 1st through the 4th. And your evening shows begin at 7 and your afternoon matinees begin at 3 o'clock. If you don't have your ticket, I want to tell you, you need to go to Pass an Art right now and get your ticket because they are selling out fast. So you say, Pastor Black, how do I get a ticket? Go to P-A-S-S-I-N-A-R-T dot C-O-M and get your ticket. Amen? Want to see you there. This year, the experience of Black Nativity will be at the Portland Five, the Brunish Theater. It's located at 1111. Southwest Broadway Avenue on the fourth floor. So come out and hang out with us. Enjoy um, some good singing and enjoy the story of the birth of our Savior. Um, that's all the announcements we have for tonight. I'm going to yield this call over now to um, Brother Hart, who's going to lead us in a to the throne of grace. Mm.
I am so sorry. Uh, we were experiencing some technical difficulties, so let me try it again uh, to yield this call over to Brother Hart. One moment, please. I thank you, Father, for this day. I ask you, Father, to look over our families and our friends, giving all honor to you for everything you've done, waking each and every one of us to show up here today to be on this call, Father. I ask you to cover all the all the people bringing the word today to bless, to just to lift you up and to bless everybody and to just have people yield to sound counsel to um, watch over our leaders, the people who are put in these two positions to lead us, to have them yield to counsel from our pastors, and and to just I pray over I pray over the schools, ask for the removing of the wickedness that's going on in these schools, the the things that are being taught to these children around making everything based around sex, Father, ask that you that you remove this lasciviousness and this wickedness, Father, and I just ask, Father, that you just lift up the pastors and cover them and and give them strength and their voices to carry your word forth to make these leaders listen to them. Let this not be about us. Let it be about you, Father. I understand, Father, that we don't move. We don't move when things are are easy, and when we're when we're comfortable, we just we sit. So, Father, help us help us to move where you need us to move, and help us to become what you need us to become. To send your word forth. It's going to do whatever you said it's going to do, but help us, help us assist in any way we can, Father. And I just, Father, I thank you for this day. Amen. Nobody else for you. Nobody else for you. 
get the glory. You get the glory. You get the glory. Out of my life. Out of my life. Out of my life. In every situation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You get the praise, Lord. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. (laughs) I know it's late in the evening, but what better time to praise him? Hallelujah. Because he's been good all day. Hallelujah. He was mighty early this morning. (laughs) Seconds after you opened your eyes, realizing that once again he had clothed you with another portion of health and strength, a merited favor. allowed you to roll out of the bed and walk across the room. (laughs) Thankfulness, once again, allowed you to feel the cool of the cold water as you washed your face to begin a brand new day. Yes, we are thankful indeed. Truly, truly thankful. Again, we give all praises to God, the great head of the church, our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ, who has looked beyond all of our faults and truly, and I want to say this again, Truly, truly, truly seen to all of our needs. Amen, amen. We bear you greetings from Bright Star Ministries, and it is truly a humbling honor once again to be a part of the light of Portland with all respect to senior pastor and dear friend Kimberly Black. My God, my God, we've come a mighty long way, beloved, and also to Pastor Cheryl. And I I truly want to thank uh, Brother Hart for that fervent prayer. Because something about prayer changes things. I love it. Why? Because I honestly believe I'm one of those people, and and we all should believe this. Amen. I'm one of those folk, if you call me, I believe I can get a prayer through on your behalf. Amen. I like the communication line that I have with our Lord and Savior. Why? Because he's on my heart all the time, on my mind all the time, and I'll talk to him. And they always tell me uh, when I'm talking to myself, they say, that's okay as long as you don't answer. But when I'm communicating with God, not only am I talking to myself, but he's giving me an answer, an uplifting answer in my time of need. And speaking of time, uh, our time is short here tonight, and I will not be before you long. But I I just want to, hey, first, just let me pray, and then I'll let the Lord have his way, and and I know he'll help me to find my way. Gracious and eternal Father, we thank you for yet another opportunity to to stand behind your sacred desk, Lord God. And even though this desk looks like a telephone, Lord God, it is our communication map for this evening. We thank you for those that are listening here in this area code. And we realize we're not limited to an area code because you are the great God of all. And I want to say hello to and be thankful for those that are listening to us in the United States and those that are listening to us worldwide because God is just that kind of God. And, Lord, I just humble myself before you once again and say, Lord, have your way tonight. We've been meditating on the word for a couple of days, but, Lord, you know how you are. You change things. <laughs> That's what I love about you. As a matter of fact, I feel change coming even as 
as we are communicating in this moment. Now have your way tonight, Lord. Purge these lips of clay. Hold my tongue. Take my heart and my mind to thee, Lord. Touch my ears that I can hear from heaven, Lord God. Speak to me and through me. Touch my eyes to see beyond the moment, Lord God. And then in the midst of it all, speak to these, your people, Lord. Some are up, some are down. Some are shaky right now because there's so much going on. But, Lord, I know you to be a firm foundation. I know you to be an anchor in the midst of a storm. I know you to be a sail that will fill up, Lord, and take us on a divine destination as we turn the driving all over to you. Now, Lord, have your way. Add to the kingdom. Uplift. Encourage. Revive. Reclaim. Rededicate, Lord. (laughs) Reinvigorate. But most of all, Lord, reclaim us and add a soul to the kingdom tonight in the name of Jesus. My greatest prayer, all of thee and none of me. Now have your way, Lord. As, uh, again, we are thankful for this opportunity that has been extended. And I was listening to Pastor Black, and she was right about it. She was right about it. Our own city here in the City of Roses, uh, 93 homicides. And, And the sad part about it, it's a lot of young people and not just relegated to the color of blackness. It's it's across our city. Families have been devastated by a moment of what must be classified as sheer stupidity. I was watching uh, The Nation this morning as as uh, the young uh, reporter, uh, Todd, who seems to ride a good line on him like his father did. And he asked a particular uh, uh, representative of our Senate and about this shooting uh, situation that's going on across the country, all the mass shootings, all these different places, shooting in Walmart where the manager comes in and just opens fire on his employees in a lunchroom and then takes his own life. And and I was listening to this uh, representative, a senator, and he began to – he was challenged by the the host as in what we're going to do about gun violence. And – and rather than to address gun violence, he wanted to talk about fentanyl and and not just fentanyl. He 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 wanted to go in a whole nother direction that it was fentanyl as 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 well as the mental health of our nation. And and our mental health has truly deteriorated for quite some time. And and for the kids, it began when they took a prayer out of schools. You know how long ago that was. And that deterioration has been sure. It was more than tiny little foxes. It was some explosive charge placed here and there. And then as we look up at the makeup of our communities and society today, we have changed all of God's rules, morality, and and morals have gone out the window, and we've we've become this society catering to people. And Scripture says that they they look for preachers that have itchy ears and those that will cater unto the whims and the way of man. But I'm here to tell you that that there 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 is no victory there, only defeat when we turn from the bright way and go the wrong way. And it seems that we love darkness so much. We have so many shows where the theme is darkness and so many shows where unity has gone out the window and so many shows where backbiting is is the theme of the show and we can't wait till next week to see how once again we'll pull the rug out from some under somebody or or catch them in their time of need and make it even harder for them to be applauded of those that want to be like us and 
and it seems that once again everybody wants to be like Mike, but but Mike hasn't been vetted, and Mike hasn't been verified, and Mike doesn't even know where he's going. And 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 and, and leadership about now needs to humble themselves, not only in the church, but also in the White House. Amen. Humble yourself. Get back on your knees. Seek the face of God, and and things will begin to change. Let God's name ring loud and clear as we are in, amen, this season that we call Jesus' season. Amen. Why? Because he's the what? Reason for the season. And and suddenly I begin to see my way for this evening's uh, adventure. Amen. And it is going to be a victorious adventure as we take a moment and turn our Bibles to Colossians, the third chapter therein. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And 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 and, and Paul's going to to help us one more time, amen, to to hopefully see a brighter way. If we'll make our way down to that seventeenth verse and and uh I'll begin there. We might digress in reverse for a moment, but all in all we will end up at the same place at the same time for the right reason and that is victory in Jesus. There we hear these words reading from the King James Version. Amen. And it says this. It says, And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Amen. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and to the Father by him. And and if I would throw uh, something out there that you might be able to uh, uh, bite on a little while, why not this? Why not look up, be ye thankful. <laughs> Just like that. Look up, be ye thankful. And, and, and I say that because we are some of the most and I, I, I'm talking about church folk. I, I mean, can I talk to you for the for a moment? We, something happened in the last three years where we forgot how we got to where we got to, and then we tried to return to where we forgot, and we had forgotten what stabilized us then. Oh, we want the title, and we want the seat. We want the same seat we sat in times before, before the building was closed. But how we returned is not how we exited. God was putting it on us in a great way. We were storing it up. We had we had God in reserve. We had joy everlasting and overflowing. But suddenly in the midst, uh, we seemed to have run out of gas. Uh, suddenly in the midst, it seemed that we had lost our way. It got dark, and, and we didn't have any light. Uh, amen. It got dark, and it seemed like we couldn't find our way. We were stumbling at noonday. I don't know what was going on, but, but Paul, help me right here just a little bit. I, I know I started with verse 17, but Paul has so much, amen, hidden within this third chapter that is so important and, and so imperative to the time that we're in right now. So can I get excited for a minute and let's just jump up for a moment and, and see what Paul had on his mind as he tried to encourage those there in, in Colossians. Amen. Uh, those that were there, uh, what, what did you say to him, Paul? Amen. The, one of the things he began to tell him, and this is how the day starts. I, I don't know. I feel that you might be down, but there's one thing about when you're down. If you look up, 
There's no other way to go. And if you're really down, you ran out of things. Nothing like going down a stairwell. And, and maybe you made a mistake and you thought it, it was the one that was going to go down and give you an exit, but you went all the way down to the bottom of that stairwell, and all it was was some stairs going down, and it led down to nothing. There was nothing at the bottom of the stairwell, and everybody's been there, especially if you've ever taken the stairs. You just took a wrong turn, and, and you have to, first of all, admit it. Don't be like a man that thinks he knows where everything is, doesn't want to check the map, and, and don't feel like he needs to ask anybody anything, but every time I've ever driven off or, or trying to go out of town or trying to go on a vacation or trying to go to a special destination that I wasn't quite sure where it was, I would always keep going and spite of something that told me maybe I need to stop. I would keep going. I might even take a turn when something said maybe you need to stop. And when I would stop, I'd find out that I had passed where I needed to be or in the midst of me not knowing I was almost where I needed to be. But had I asked somebody, I might have taken all of the shakiness of the transition out of it. And that's half the problem. Our transitions have become shaky. Where before they were bold. Where before, boy, we would stand up and say, not so. But now because, watch me now, watch me now, the, the culture, <laughs> the atmosphere of the culture, they call them the cancel culture. They want to cancel everything. They want to cancel God. They want to cancel Jesus. They want to cancel the resurrection. But they want you to recognize who they are in history when, in fact, they are not the ones that they talked about in history, but they're trying to steal it and rewrite what history is so they can find themselves standing where, in fact, they're really more shaky ground than solid ground. You don't have to say amen, but it's a factor. But let's look at what Paul is telling us here in this third chapter. Can we say amen and take a look at verse 1? He said, if ye then be risen in Christ. Now, look at this if. I loved how he said that. He said, because I, he didn't say because I know ye be risen in Christ. And, and that was a hard lesson to learn along the way. And Pastor Black knows, hey, man, we, we were young together, hey, man. I remember when she was directing the choir, I was doing the audio, hey, man, and, and trying to sing and trying to play gospel music and trying to turn from my wicked ways. And it didn't all go real smooth, real fast. There were some pitfalls and some stumblings and some bright days and some dark days. But I learned that no matter what I was going through, if it, the fact is I was risen in Christ, then I needed to seek those things which are above. I had to learn to look up no matter how I felt. I had to learn to look up no matter what they did or said about me. When they lied on me, I had to look up. When they tried to dig ditches for me, I had to look up because had I not looked up, I would have fell in the pit that they had for me, and they had a bottomless pit for me. But I want to tell you, everybody that tried to dig a pit for me, Pastor Black, you can't find them right now. Everybody that tried to lie on me, Pastor Black, they went somewhere, and their location is unknown, and ain't nobody looking for them, and ain't nobody missing them because they missed themselves. They missed the opportunity to be an encouragement. They missed the opportunity to be uplifting, and when you miss your opportunity sometimes when you try to have somebody to have a down sitting, God will bring you down from your lofty perch, <laughs> uh, thinking that you're all of that. But I'm here to tell you, all you are is a vapor. And the sooner you realize that, the greater, amen, you'll learn to wake up and be happy that God gave you yet another opportunity, watch this, to look up and be ye thankful. 
good God from everywhere. I feel this thing. It just slaps somebody, but guess what? By the time it's all said and done, there might be a big boot that comes through the room, and if it gets me, I'm going to holler, ouch, because I know when we preach these boomerang sermons, hey, man, they come back and cut our own heads off, but I'm ready to stand tonight. Why? Because I'm risen in Christ, and I'm seeking those things which are above. And then he told me, watch this right here, because we so caught up in what's going on. And, and let me tell you, man, there is no good news. But if you dress yourself in the full armor of God, you'll have a better chance of making it through the day because the day is designed to bring you down. And if you don't believe that, look at Scripture. Scripture says, don't worry about tomorrow. The things of the day have enough to bring you down, just paraphrasing. And tomorrow will have its own set of problems. So before you get into tomorrow's problems, have faith for the day, amen, that God is going to bring it through. How do you do that? You set your affection on things above and not on things on the earth. Oh, watch what, 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 what's going on here? I, I feel you again. Hey, man, taking me over there in, in, in Corinthians, Paul. Uh, so, so you're telling me that, hey, man, that this, that this, that this finite flesh, uh, this corruptible, must what? Put on incorruption. And then you told me that after that has happened, when the corruptible shall have put on incorruption, you said, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written that death, is swallowed up in victory. Good God Almighty, how did we get there? Because we set our afflictions, our affection on things above and not things on this earth. And we might as well set our affections on things above and not the things on this earth because the earth is calling us home. What are you saying, Jimmy Friday? Because God reached down, amen, and grabbed him a little piece of dust, amen, molded it and shaped it and, and, and gave it a body, but it was a lifeless body. And then he had to breathe into that dust and, and bring us to become living beings, amen. So, so that's why scripture says it like that, dust to dust and ashes to ashes, amen. But that sure and certain hope of resurrection through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ comes to those that are risen in Christ and have begun to seek and practice to look for the things which are above, hallelujah, and not the things that are in the earth and their affection, amen, is not for earthly things. Oh, diamonds are good and, and gold looks nice and I like a little silver every now and then and a diamond in the right place, amen, looks fantastic. But let me tell you, it's not worth dying over. Amen. All the gold in Fort Knox is not worth dying over. It's not worth attempting to get it and then finding yourself, amen, in camp in, in a penitentiary, locked up with felons, locked up with reprobated minds. And some of you are all locked up because of your reprobated mind. Those three years down, you didn't turn from your wicked ways, but you turned to your wicked ways. You're more evil now than you were then. You mad at everybody because you want to be mad at everybody. When you look in the mirror, you know the factor is the only person that you're really mad at is you. You caught up in the the attitude of the mass shootings. You caught up in the attitude or the weak-mindedness of suicides and the homicides got you wanting to lock up all the time. But let me tell you, you got to step aside from the homicides. You got to step aside from the mass shootings and don't let suicide be your mental mindset because if you take your life, how can you save a life?
life. We're supposed to be lifesavers. And I'm not talking about the rap group. <laughs> Come on up in here, somebody. Hey, man, we're supposed to be lifesavers. That's our job. We're supposed to live a life to save a life. Hey, man, set your affection on things above and not things on earth. Hallelujah. Why? Because we are dead. Mm-hmm to the things of the earth, and our life is hid with Christ in God. Hallelujah. What better hiding place? Amen. When the demons come knocking on the door, what better hiding place is, is, is better than knowing that you are hidden in Christ Jesus? Oh, I feel good tonight. I feel good tonight because he's good like that. What am I saying? Look up and be ye thankful. Whoa, we turn in the corner, but there's so much meat on this plate. I I, I want to take a few more minutes. Uh, and can I go deeper? <laughs> I, I just want to I just want to touch a little few more here, a little bit more, and let me just dig in this this, this third chapter just a, a little bit more. See, I like this, those those first. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah! I like those first opening verses. As Christians, uh, we are we are freed from the ceremonial law. And thus, we need to walk the more closely with God, what in gospel obedience. As heaven and earth are, are contrary one to the other, both cannot be followed together. That, that, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Mom and them used to say you got one foot on a banana peel and one foot in the grave, which meant you were almost there, but, but we can't be straddled the fence. So there's a decision-making time in all of our lives. Uh, yeah, I once was young, but now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken noise seed begging bread, and, and, and foolishness is born in a child, but what the rod of correction shall drive it from him, and it's no time to be childish, amen, and, and foolish now when we are of age. God has blessed us. I, I don't know where your stature in numbers of life is, but I thank God for Three score years and ten, that's right, 70 plus, uh, and I'm glad I'm in the blessing zone, but I'm not ready to give it up just because I ran across the blessing threshold. The blessings continue. Why? Because God is what in the blessing business. If you look up uh, and you be ye thankful, uh, but you got to do a few other things, it's not enough to just be thankful. You got to work at it. You got to work at it each and every day. Those that are born again are dead to sin because it, uh, its dominion is broken, and, and we're going to break the dominion of darkness tonight. Its power gradually has been subdued by the operation of grace, and it shall at length be extinguished uh, by the perfection of glory. And I like that right there. Let it be extinguished uh, as we move towards the perfection of glory. All things have passed away, and you need to see the behold in your life. Every day is a behold. Uh, hallelujah. Old things have passed away. They used to say yesterday is as a canceled check, and tomorrow is a promissory note. So while I'm in today, let me do the best that I can while I'm here. Hallelujah. To be dead then means this, that those who have the Holy Spirit are mortifying themselves within them the lust of the flesh, and they are able to despise earthly things and to desire those things that are heavenly. Somewhere along on this journey, if you look up and you be ye thankful, uh, 
the taste in your mouth will change. Uh, yeah, it always is changing. We ate a lot of candy as a kid, but as we grew older, it seemed that God weaned us, watch me now, from candy and sweet things. I don't like a candy message from a candy preacher. That doesn't work for me. All you're going to get is rotten. You're already almost rotten. Most of them are rotten candy preachers. is rotten to the core. But let me tell you something right now. If you get up under a preacher that's breaking the bread of life and, and he knows how to slice, dice, and authorize the meat of the word of God, then the children can be fed from the same scripture. Amen. The teenagers can be fed from the same scripture. Amen. The young adults uh, can be fed from the same scripture. And the elders who already know the scriptures, the true elders, not the ones that have title, but they don't have consciousness. And that's another thing. In the midst of this, God is waking up your spiritual consciousness. Every day, uh, you get pulled a little bit further from your own consciousness. And if somebody checked your spiritual pulse, uh, you'd probably be a breath away from being unconscious because you've been away from the fire so long and you haven't plugged into the spiritual things of God. You haven't tried to open your eyes to the spiritual things of God, but you got five different colors, a man of contacts that you like to put on and have people in question about what's really on your mind. But if you throw out what's on your mind, let the mind of Christ be in you. Let this key word, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. But how can you let it be in you when you're fighting against that which is right? Because if you go with that which is right, you're going to lose them friends that which are wrong. And the ones that which are wrong, you know you have a dirty time with them. But God's trying to clean up your life. Thus, he's also trying to clean up your time. And he's giving you good time. And if you've ever been to jail, you know if you serve some good time, you might get out early. But God wants to give you a breakout right about now. He's telling you to mortify the flesh, uh, your members upon the earth, uh, fornication, uncleanness, uh, inordinate affection. You don't want to hear that word right there, inordinate affection. I'm going to say it again, inordinate affection. Uh, stop messing with them freaks. Uh, leave them freaks uh, out with the freak mix. Uh, leave them freaks uh, because they have no good in there. A freak is just that. It's a freak moment. It's a freak wave. It's a freak thing that happens. It's not natural. Uh, so don't try to turn it into something that's supernatural when it's barely natural. It's a freak thing. Uh, and if they call you a freak, uh, you get mad for a reason because you know that a freak uh, doesn't fit the norm. Uh, a freak is outside of the will of God. So stop freaking out when God can give you peace uh, that will pass all your understanding. But you've got to mortify. You've got to put in the work. You've got to study to show yourself approved. And as you study, you begin to hide the word of God within you. Thy word have I hid in my heart, Lord, that I would not sin against you. Woo, I feel pretty good tonight, but it's almost time to go. But before I leave you, let me once again encourage you to look up and be ye thankful, not just for the turkey and the fixings, not for that gravy that was so doggone good, not for the candied yams. No, no, not for 
the Kool-Aid uh, with that little touch of lie, uh, not for the biscuits that grandma makes, uh, not for the cakes that auntie turns out, uh, not for the fellowship that comes when everybody comes to your house, uh, but be ye thankful uh, that God heard you uh, when you cried. When you were out there like the songwriter wrote, uh, you were sinking deep in sin and you were far from the peaceful shore, very, very stained within, and you were sinking to rise no more. You were going down just like somebody drowning in the ocean, had one finger up. You had enough strength to fight to get two fingers up, and everybody knows when that third finger goes up, you going down. Before you went down, Jesus got up. Before you went down, Jesus got up. So if you looking for him in the grave, you need to look again because he told you, behold, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will return, amen, and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. And you might remember when he ascended up into heaven, the disciples were standing there looking up, and the angels asked them, why do you stand here gazing uh, just as you've seen him uh, rise up? Uh, you'll see him when he comes back, and that's what I'm trying to warn you about tonight, uh, why you need to look up uh, and be ye thankful, because Jesus, uh, yes, he did. Uh, he got up on that third day morning, uh, just like he promised that he would do, uh, and just as he told him, uh, they would tear the tabernacle down, but that wasn't going to stop him because in three days uh, he would build it back up. And their minds were so carnal, they couldn't understand what he was talking about. And that's just the same thing he had with the Romans. Uh, the Romans were hard to believe uh, because they were warriors and they knew how to take out their enemies. Uh, I'll talk about the Romans, but since you're running to see all of this Wakanda for life, uh, let me talk about Shaka Zulu for a minute. Yeah? Shaka Zulu was one of of the major Zulu kings of all times. Uh, he was a master at war. Uh, the rest of them danced around, and they called it war, but he took his shoes off because his shoes wouldn't give him the traction that he needed, uh, and the spear was too long. He broke it in half so he could use it the way it needed to be used. And he had a theory that if he killed his enemies, uh, they would never rise up to bother him again, and, and that's uh, sure enough a fact. Uh, when you kill them, uh, they're not coming back. That's why 93 suicides have us trembling, and that's why mass suicides and mass and mass shootings have us wondering whether or not, again, we can go back to the mall. And when you think about going to Walmart, that show wasn't the first thing you would think about is, do I need to go? Will they harm me if I go? I wanted to take my granddaughters, but I thought about it. I said I probably need to put on my bulletproof vest before I go, and maybe I can borrow a gun or uh, get some bullets or something like that. But that's too much negativity. I believe that God is, hey, man, my protection, my all in all. Uh, if he's my midnight company keeper, he'll protect me in the midst. Uh, if he's my all in all, uh, I don't need to put on uh, no dad blasted bulletproof vest uh, because in the name of Jesus, uh, I have 
have the victory. It's in the name of Jesus because I mortified my stupid thinking. Some people call it spanking thinking. I mortified that. I don't worry about it. I stopped talking about folk because they ain't going to change no way. So why should I waste my time on, on that which only God can change? Let me work on me being changed so I can be more affected for God. The gifts of his season, we are reminded of. If we got to hug your mama, be ye thankful. If you got to say thank you to your daddy, be ye thankful. If you hug your brother and your sister, your siblings, be ye thankful. If the grandchildren were there for the grandparents, be ye thankful. Look up, hallelujah, from your prayer stance and thank God for all that he's done. Be ye thankful. And if there's anybody that has hated on you. Thank God for the haters because the haters will make you go to your knees. The haters are in your life to give you balance. The haters cannot stop what God has ordained. Remember that. If God ordained it, it's coming to pass. So you might as well get out of the way because when God comes through, you're going to get run over. When God comes through, you're going to pay the price that you should have paid before. And what I love about God every enemy. And I love to thank God for my enemies. People ask me why, because you're there and you're there for no good reason. But I'm glad that you're there. I don't want to see any hurt, harm, or danger come to you. But there's sometimes when I just have to turn you over to Jesus. Sometimes I got to tell God on you, I've had enough. I'm not going to look down. But Lord, I'm going to put them in your hands. I'm going to look to the hills that look up from whence cometh my help and know that my help cometh from the Lord. I feel my help and I see my exit. I'm thankful tonight. Why? Because God loved me. I'm thankful tonight that we made it through another Thanksgiving. I'm thankful tonight that we got past Black Friday. I'm thankful tonight that if the days keep passing, Christmas is on its way. I'm thankful tonight as we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior. I'm thankful tonight, amen, as those that went out to celebrate and follow the star. They followed the star and they found the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. I'm glad tonight as I look up, I am thankful because the truth has set me free. And I'm thankful tonight. I'd love to go on. Amen, but I've run out of time, but not out of words. We are thankful tonight. And if you're thankful, amen, let me tell you that the doors of the church are always open. Amen. Open your heart and allow Christ to come in. Let's pray this prayer. Amen. Father, come into our hearts tonight. We need you in everything that we do, Lord. We're sinners. We're wretches undone. And we admit that, Lord. Wash us clean by the blood of Jesus. Accept us tonight, Lord, as we accept you as our Lord and Savior. And we thank you for that on tonight. Once again, I I thank the Light of Portland for this opportunity. Pastor Black, we love you. Amen. And on behalf of the Bright Star Ministries, amen. Daniel 12 and 3 says it like this. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. I hear you, Pastor Black. We love you. God bless you tonight. Amen. Amen and amen. I wish that we could have been in a building 
so that we could have been taking laps around the building because that was one of those words that would cause you to run around the building and give God praise. Uh, somebody texted me, said, you better preach, Jimmy Friday. You better preach. I mean, that word tonight, <laughs> it was so on time, and we appreciate you tonight, Pastor Friday. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that word Bless on tonight. My brothers and sisters, I don't know about you. If, if you have not been stirred up, I was tired. Y'all, I was so tired. Um, I didn't even go into the to the setting the protocol, Pastor Friday. So thank you for setting the protocol. Um, but you gave me some energy and some strength to make it through the rest of the night. And I'm just truly grateful for your word on tonight. I hope that all of us that are listening, I hope that we heard something tonight that has stirred our faith, that has quickened us to seek God the more that has challenged us, that even it rubbed us the wrong way, and, and we know we wasn't right. And and, and now we've, we've got the word, and we know how to get it right. I hope you was blessed by the word of tonight. I was. I was truly blessed. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to say thank you to um, Brother Hart for that fervent prayer. Yes, thank you so much for taking us to the throne of grace, and thank you um, for always being on the line listening and, and ready to share your talent of prayer, your gift of prayer with the Light of Portland family. And to each of you, my brothers and sisters, I thank you for what you have done for us uh, tonight. You were there. And and by you being there, you you heard. You have to hear. You heard. And now that we have it, we, we've heard it, let's govern ourselves accordingly. Let's be busy being about the word we received on tonight. I'm grateful, I'm thankful, and I hope you are too. So until next Sunday, may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us here now and forever. Ah, I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Until next Sunday, be blessed, my brother. Be blessed, my sister.